There we go. Click it. We're live. All right. So, all right. Good evening, everybody. If you give us just a moment here, we're going to be starting the broadcast. Um, I just now got notification for it. So, if you give us just a few minutes, so those of us that I'm sure now can share out and and apologize for being late because I know I had put on for a special event for Mystical Ink Vibrations and um and you know me I have to be fashionably late all the time so of course <laughs> we're like um, only 13 minutes late that's actually pretty good I'm usually anywhere from like what half hour to like three hours late. <laughs> yes, um, well, we were good today. <laughs> so yes, it did good. A lot more punctual today. Um, Hi, Annette. Yep, okay. So yeah, it's Sean. So um. So as we give everybody time to come to the broadcast and everything, um, we are going to talk about astral traveling, dream walking, um, as well as lucid dreaming, and as well shadow walking, and um, open for um, questions and uh, just have a discussion about it. And of course, we are going to do some readings. You know, we don't want to forget that. So if you give us a few minutes, we're going to actually we're going to play video while we all get situated and wait for everybody to come on who's going to come join us on the show. So. Anybody pop it in, just let them know. We're just showing, it's just like a little intro video. Um, it's going to have some details to it. And so, if, if Jules, if you want to go ahead and and um, get the camera rolling, show the, show the little video. Yep. All right. Excellent.
And we're back. That was cool. Really nice. Really nice. Thank you. Annette says, good evening, beautiful souls. Hello, Annette. Tina, Liana, Michelle. Liana, uh uh-oh, we lost Mel. She'll be back. Uh, Donnie's here, Lachelle. Hi, Donnie. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome back. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> all, I, all I did was touch my phone and it just booted me out. It's like, it is so temperamental. I don't think StreamYard holds me. Okay, so astral traveling, um, lucid dreaming. Melanie, I mean, you need to talk about what astral travel is. Oh yeah, astral travel. Um, I I would be hard for me to speak on because I am not experienced or highly knowledgeable in the area of astral traveling. So that's where I would have to hand the mic over to to Miss Sarah and have some questions. Sorry, I was in the I was in reading the comments in the. That's where I was. So astral travel is based on the concept that your body is separate from your spirit. So your spirit can travel places without your body. When you astral travel, you consciously send your spirit to someplace else, whether it be another galaxy, another place on Earth, or just wherever you want to go. It's usually done through deep meditation or self-hypnosis. There are several things you can do to help that process along, different herbs and stuff you can take. The same with lucid dreaming. There are herbs you can take to help increase lucid dreaming. Yeah, um, yeah. In, in the video, it's like it's difficult to determine, you know, which is which, how to separate them into the two because they're so close. Um, now, you said with astral travel, you can go pretty much anywhere, but then you look at the idea that there's an astral plane. So how would you, um, I guess. Tell the difference. Now, the yeah. difference between, the difference between um, astral traveling and lucid dreaming. Now, lucid dreaming is within your dream. It's like where you uh, become conscious within your dream and you know that you're dreaming. Now, astral traveling is it's when you're, your astral body state. actually goes there. Dreaming is astral uh, astral uh, pro- projection or astral travel and um, lucid dreaming are different because you are dreaming when you are referring to a lucid dream. But when you're referring to astral travel, it is believed by the practitioner that their soul actually visits that place whereas a dream you might be in outer space but you your soul yourself your essence will not actually be in outer space with astral travel it is believed that it is actually there that's the difference um there's also a different type of an awareness um when it comes to um like with astral traveling dream walking i, I mean um lucid dreaming because like with lucid dreaming you're, you're able to control your reality if you wanted to with lucid dreaming you're able to like once you become aware that you're lucid dreaming then that's when you can either interact or you can just go along with the ride but generally with astral travel you don't get to control or change your you know your scenery or what's going on around you in the lucid dream you can yeah that's because your body is believed to be in one place. Your spiritual right. body is believed to be in one place and there's other people that are there. So you can't control what other people do. Right. Whereas your dream, it's all inside of your head. 
right. You can control it. But if you're actually traveling, yeah. you know, outside your body, you you don't necessarily have full control over what's going on around you or, what, or control of the people or what. You don't have any happen. control over it because everybody's. Yeah. I mean, control over yourself, but that's about it. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly but the difference. Lucid dreaming and dream walking. Um, lucid dreaming, you know, you can you can change aspects of it. Do you think that you can do the same thing with dream walking, or is it more like astral dream travel? walking? You can do dream walking. You can either be con you can either be lucid or not lucid during dream walking. But most of the time, mm -hmm. for the most part, most people are usually not lucid because usually somebody would have to have mastered some form of lucid dreaming and to be able to control the um, um, dream walking. Now there are a lot of people. There are some people that are really good at at dream walking. But um, but you don't always have to be conscious in your dream for dream walking. A lot of times that just happens. Mm -hmm. Liana says she astral travels while she was awake, and Al so does Alex. Yeah, when you you do astral travel when you're awake because it's you have to consciously do it. It's not something you can accidentally do. That would be something a little different. Astral travel is something that is done very consciously. It's usually done through hypnosis. Some people have the ability through training or some people are just very good at, at meditation. So they can get to that state that they need to astral travel very quickly, very rapidly. So you can do it and you might be in the room with other people and they won't even realize what you're doing because you've learned to block them out. That's right. And, and Alex is a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater because he's a shadow walker. So he does, he does also, he does all we of the above. So about, that's why we were, we were going to talk about shadow walking too. But um, with the astral traveling, I know for a fact that I have um, spontaneously astrally traveled until I actually learned, um, you know, how to kind of bring that in, hone it in, and and do it more consciously. Uh, that just means you were like walking on the astral plane, which you can do, but it's most commonly done consciously because you get to that state of meditation. So what probably happened is something triggered you to be in either a hyper state, which caused you to go someplace else because you were either uncomfortable or you were hyper aware of something in a different situation. That makes sense. And the one wait, and we also did we did not add in um um hyperspace, but that's a whole nother thing too. Yeah, I um, think that would be is a like, whole like, different show. Yeah, that would be that's a little bit yeah that's a little bit more intense and more in detail. Yeah, but that's the one. Th but I mean, we could have added it too because it is a form of travel. It, it's usually people that can do, but it, it's definitely something a little bit different. Shadow walking as well, but I still threw it in the, the notes in there. Rebecca's here. She says hello. Hey, Rebecca. And Annette's back from switching the laundry. <laughs> Darn stuff um, won't wash itself. And if we got Liana in the chat, hello Liana. I'm looking I'm looking in the chat trying not to kick myself out again. Um, oh, hey, Donnie. Tell Tina, like your intro. Yep. And we got Tina. I can't I can't say the last name. Hello, Tina. And I'm gonna make sure I say this right. Um Lichelle. How do how do you say her name? Lachelle, maybe? Is, is, is it Lachelle? Um, yeah, that's how I said it. That's how Lachelle. I said it. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Pretty. Lachelle. So, and, um, tell, can you, like, tell us also more about, like, the astrological aspects of these um, abilities? Um, now, when it comes to the abilities, okay, so 
dream when it comes to anything having correlates in with sleeping, dreams, all of that, that's first and foremost, that's gonna be cancer, that's gonna be your moon. Now, when it comes to house placements, 12th house, 4th house, and 8th house, because those are the water houses. Those are also the houses for Moshe. Those are also the houses that are connected in with um, psychic ability. Um, and then, of course, we have to, and then we cannot forget good old ninth house of Sagittarius, um, which is the one fire sign, what fire sign and the one fire, firehouse, ninth house, that um, that just kind of like buzz kicks open a, a lot of the stuff in that area. But, but dreams, um, dream realm is, is hard, like really, really tied into like with Pisces, that's 12th house. And um, the moon rules over cancer. So that's fourth house. So usually anybody that, anybody that has a cancer sun, moon or rising, um, usually dream dream realm like is like, a, is basically their second home. Um, usually people that have like a good strong 12th house or eighth house, um, usually very good at um, astral traveling. Um, or, or even like shadow walking, stuff like that. Um, lucid dreaming, lucid dreaming. That's usually ties in real closely with um, like Cancer again, uh, the Moon. Um, now Neptune, Neptune is a planet of the, of spirit. So anybody that has any type of conjunctions, I know a lot of Sagittarius born during a certain time have their Sun conjunct Neptune. Neptune is also correlates in with dreams as well, because um, it's also the co-ruler of the twelfth house. So Neptune very much having to do with like all of that and then we also have the nodes north and south node um anybody that has a especially a north node on the moon or a south node on the moon is going to um basically t like t tap you in and tie you in to those realms because the the lunar nodes that's what they are the the, the lunar nodes are mathematical points they are the eclipses whenever we have an eclipse they are in those the signs whatever those nodes are in during the transit now people that have um strong fourth house eighth house twelfth house or anything conjunct like their say their sun or moon or even like Mercury in the and let's say like a Venus if they're like a Libra or Taurus like the ruling planet that's conjunct to any of those in any of the nodes or into those houses will automatically type you know like have them tapped into or have that ability to or even excel in in those areas of astral traveling, dream walking, lucid dreaming, and shadow walking. Now shadow walking is something which is takes either a lot of practice or something that you just accidentally learned, like you just actually went into doing and then you just naturally, and you just do it. But it's one of those things where you have to, um, the more you do it, the more skilled you're at it. Now, not everybody's able to shadow walk, but there are some people that are able to train to do it. And it's, and it's very significant. It's very different than astral traveling, dream walking and lucid dreaming. So do you think that there would be a correlation with like the phase of the moon? Like we have a new moon coming up. Yes, because the magnetic pole that the moon has on the earth uh, affects how people are able to travel astrally. It affects the body and it affects emotion, which all have a large play on what you are able to do on a meditative level. And, and so I think it, would it definitely affects acid, uh, astral travel and uh, any type of dream walking or lucid dreaming. Right. And and in your natal chart, your chart will tell, like your moon and your chart will tell you if you have a waxing waning what what phase your moon is because whatever because whenever you were born whatever phase that moon and that's your that's the natal phase of your moon now um if anybody's interested in knowing if they have their chart if they know their chart if i have a copy of the chart i can look and see what phase of the moon is like so so a lot of people that were born during a certain moon other certain types of moons may affect them negatively or positively and i do agree with them sarah that certain phases of the moon are going to be either stronger or weaker or best for travel or maybe not so good for travel like void moons, you know, you usually don't want to do anything on a void moon 
depending on what it is. And I think it depends on the individual person because each person has different faces of the moon that they would be more susceptible to work with. So it depends on your own personal astrology chart as to when would be the best time for you to try any of these practices. There's no real one size fits all. Right. right. And it and it is partly to each to each person individually. And then you have those who, who are able to um like just a lot of pra- you know, practice makes perfect. So it may not be a good phase, moon phase for them according to their chart, but they've been practicing, they've been, you know, basically leveling up through the skill of hands-on practicing to where, you know, they would normally they wouldn't, but then with all the skill that they've acquired over practicing and being hands-on with it, they're able to do. So like like for example, like Sarah, I'm sure that there are things that you've been doing for so long to where it doesn't matter. Like what is it? You've, you've skilled yourself enough to be able to do it when, yeah. you, when you need to. That's exactly right. And that comes back to the age old thing that our parents used to tell us practice makes perfect. The more you do something, the better you can do it. Even when circumstances are more difficult. Yeah. Josh says that explains a lot. I'm guessing he um, commented that around the time you were talking about on um, the correlation with cancer, but I'm not sure. Yes, he, that is when he commented it. Well, yeah, well, Josh is a double cancer. He's a cancer sun and moon, and um, he's got his, and <laughs> and he's got, he is, um, he's a ninth house. Well, he has, look, from his, see, I, went, I was going to do something separate with him because he's got some really interesting stuff in his chart, but he's got the, he's got the, um, the same sun and moon, and the planet, the, the, the house placement of it actually taps him into being able to, basically um level up and be skilled at anything that has to do with like metaphysics like metaphysical practice as well as um shamanism as well as healing as well as learning things of the occult and um so basically he has one. stuff in his chart basically has stuff in his chart that says here you go if you want it you can have it <laughs> yeah he's also, he's also been really good at talking with spirits yeah communication with the dead and then that says so pluto in the 12th oh boy Oh yeah! Oh, Annette, yeah, oh, yeah. She's got her North Node on her fucking Pluto. That's intense shit right there. And the twelfth, it doesn't get any more fucking intense than that. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, your your South Node on your Moon. But <laughs> oh, having that North because remember the nodes are the are mathematical points. They are the lunar nodes. She has it on Pluto. Pluto's the underworld in her twelfth house. Twelfth house is the other side of the veil. Basically, it's what we don't see, what we can't see. It's basically everything else. That's not in the third dimension. It's all the dimensions and then some. Which kind of ties into what Liana says. She said this past year, I've been crash coursing, but I was told I was good at astro travel beforehand. I just only remember a couple of times I did it years ago while I slept. And there are, there are a lot of people who do these things while they sleep. And then, you know, they have a hard time remembering it. Yeah, well, she's got a moon in Sagittarius. So right now in the transit, she's got the transiting south node conjunct her natal. Um, same same with the net, um, the transiting south node in Sagittarius conjunct to the natal Sagittarius moon. So yeah, so those of you that are a Sagittarius or a Gemini, you guys are leveling up. Uh, yeah. Luan <laughs> is here and so is Opal Moon. Donnie says he loves us. Oh, yeah, Donnie's been, on, Donnie's been on one all day today. Donnie, um, I've, I've noticed in the group chat that you've been You've been on one that you've been trying to spread a lot of love and everything. That's very, that's very Leo of you. <laughs> very Leo. Oh, Michelle says she's at work, but she's going to listen, and she's a Scorpio. Oh, Michelle is. Yes. Oh, Scorpio. No, oh, that's an, uh, Scorpio. No, Capricorn. Have... Or 
Oh, maybe that is what she's trying to said. I oh, think yeah, you're right. She, she gets she has an eighth house. So she's Capricorn. Yeah, she's yeah, she's a Capricorn, <laughs> yeah, but she's, she's got a she's got an eighth house son. I can't um, read it. So sorry. So yeah, so um yeah, she's a Capricorn. Um Capricorn, that's it across from Cancer. So um that's gonna anything from Cancer's connection's gonna share energies with and plus you have a she has an eighth house um son so that automatically ties her into the remember what I said about the eighth, fourth and twelfth house. Um let's see here. Liana is a Scorp Scorpio, so that's already eighth house energy. Um also have, I also notice a lot of Aries because in Vedic they get pushed back to that to that twelfth house to get pushed back to that Pisces energy. So a lot of Aries are gonna be tapped into the to the to those other realms. Because those other rooms would basically would be fourth, eighth, and twelfth house. So what yeah. about like schools, like um, gemstones? Um, Sarah said something mm -hmm. about herbs earlier. Uh, Ooh, yeah, um, there's a lot mm -hmm. of different herbs that you can use. Um, I can go over a few of them if you want. Yes, yes. Mugwort. Uh, before I do, before I do herbs, you should always consult your uh, primary care physician before using them and definitely do your research to make sure you don't have any allergies or they're not going to have a bad correlation with any drugs you're on for, for prescriptions. But a couple of herbs that are really good is uh, bitter grass, which is also known as uh, Mexican uh, dream herb. You can use mugwort. You can use, let's see, blue locusts and African dream roots. Those are the four that popped into my head. And you can either take them as a tea or a capsule. If you want to take them as a tea, you would start off with a, a very low dose of uh, one teaspoon per cup of water. And you'd want to brew it as you would like a decoction, which instead of brewing it like a normal cup of tea, when you have it in the cup, you want to put something over top of it, like a plate or whatever, because that's going to keep the herb into the drink. So it's not, the steam is not going to be able to take the herb away with it. So it will be a little bit stronger. And if you have ex good experience with that, you can do maybe a, a teaspoon and a half or until you find a, a, a dosage that is accurate for you. And if you don't like teas, you can put it in the capsule at about one gram per capsule with either of those four. And then Annette says fluorite for dreams. So like crystals um, or any other sort of tools or methods that you might use to actually get yourself into that state. Labradorite is really good with anything having to do with psychic connections. So that is my go-to when it comes to any type of astral travel or any type of um, deep meditation you might want to do or uh, dream, uh, vivid dreaming, just because it is so psychically connected. Another one would be Moldavite. Mm -hmm. Um. And then, uh, like, okay, so I think some people, when they're first looking at it, they, they kind of get a little iffy because they wonder, you know, once they get there, will they get back? Um, you know, will they come across something that they don't like or that could harm them? So, like, I guess what is your what, what are your ladies' insight on that? Um, I tether myself before I leave, especially if I am going to 
consciously go somewhere. I want to make sure that I get back. So I create a door before I leave from any type of meditational state. And what I do is when you, when I meditate, I go to my, my little room and I have my little door in my little room and my little door can take me essentially any place I want to go. And I just tie a string to the opposite side of the door and tie it to my wrist. That way, anytime I want to come back, I just can pull on the string. You have to have something to ground yourself to, to pull yourself back to your body. At least that's my feeling and belief. I just want to chime in there. Yes, it's always good to have a, a grounding point for, before traveling and have a, like, um, and you also want to definitely learn as much as you can because actual traveling, you know, you want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row. And Luann is also another one. I just want to say, um, looking at chart. Yes, you have that Uranus on the 12th. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fun, fun. Um, and you've got a sun and moon also that are the same and the, and Aries. And you also have a heavy, you will, you have your, you have your moon, or I'm sorry, ninth house. You have your moon in the ninth house, which, like I said, the ninth house is kind of um, it's that one firehouse that kind of ties <coughs> you in. Um, and then, of course, you know, being a being an Aries, um, I always like I always think that a lot of Aries are are um pulling in a lot of that psychic ability, so a lot of that psychic um like um gifts, like from that Pisces twelfth house. For, Cause I just I don't know. It seems like I know. Do you ever notice like a lot of those infomercials, like with the psychic readers and all that back in the day? Most of them were Aries. Just just so you know, um, of course, being pushed back into Vedic that put, makes them a Pisces sun, which I know a lot of Aries don't want to hear that. But um, but yeah, but ninth house. But going back to what um Sarah was saying, yes, having a focal point like a grounding point to um for safety is huge with um astral traveling. Well, that and was, I, I just want to say one more thing on that. If you uh, are a person that needs something kind of tangible, you can hang on something in your hand, whether it's a stone, whether it's a teddy bear, whatever you have when you astral travel. That way, that will tie you back to your body as well. If you if you need something physical, if you feel like you do. Sorry, hey, so Wanda, we got one. Oh my god, we got one in the comments. It's been a while. It's been a while since he's um. Oh, we do. Hi, Juan. In a, in a, in a broadcast. Uh, yeah, we should have had him on because he can probably talk to us. Talk about shadow walking. Okay. Oh, Ooh. herbs. You're going to. Oh, um. So herbs. Oh, we, and didn't you even touch on we didn't even touch on shadow walking yet. No, we haven't. I thought we'd maybe save that for last. Um. Now, Sarah, with with your experience, like with um astral traveling and dream walking and all that, what is your most what is what, what's your most favorite herb and crystal that you would like highly recommend? My my all around go to with anything psychically, anything that you need that to have that psychic energy is always going to be Labradorite. But there are other ones you can use. You can use Herkimer diamonds. You can use moldavite. You can use. Um, I would um ameth I would always say like an amethyst because well amethyst does help you know with psychic protection, but amethyst is also the birthstone for well, Pisces and also I've used appetite before too. Appetite. See, I I have to appetite that one looks like. I'll show you a picture after the broadcast. I'll okay. show you a picture. Um, and then what about Moonstone? Because I know somebody said I, I, I mean, there are a lot of stones that are well suited for that. And now with herbs, I, I like to recommend mugwort because that's what I like to use um, to help with lucid dreaming and as well as being able to remember from like when it come, you know, coming back yeah. from dream realm. 
and, my um, port was one of my top four choices. I mean, my absolute yes. favorite is African Dream Route. I think that works that's, the best. That's what I want to get. At that's least what I need to get in my experience. Yeah, I need some of that too. Yeah, me and Tony need double doses of that. that work too. Like Blue Locust is another good altern alternative, and Bittergrass, which is also called Mexican Dream Route. That's the common name for it. The 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 Blue Locust. No, Bittergrass. Oh, Bittergrass. Okay, I've never heard of Bittergrass or the Blue Locust. I'll have to look into that. Well, you might have heard. Uh, you might have heard uh, Bittergrass called Mexican Mexican Dream Herb. Actually, that's, I haven't. Don't think with grass. I've known with sweet grass. Yeah, well, no, sweetgrass is different than bittergrass. Yeah, that, I'm going to say anything with, with grass. That's the only thing I've ever known of grass is um is sweetgrass, and I do not like anybody to burn it around me because the first thing it yeah that one that one sweetgrass opens me up too much <sighs> to the other room. I can see how that would happen. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's for blessing," but no, it, it's for opening up spirits and bringing in spirit. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> realize that but yeah sweet breast gives the shit out of me so for people who do magic um and and i think i might have heard this from you first sarah um that you can actually do things on the astral plane to speed up the magic that you're performing on the physical yes. plane yes you can without going into a whole lot of detail um when i see things are kind of like a web and when you're on the astral plane you're able to move wherever you want to so you can follow that web wherever you want so you can trace back the same way you would trace back any type of magic where yours is and kind of give it a little bit of a boost or kind of put a little bit more incentive into it does that make sense yeah yes yeah and um a lot of people like to like to do a lot of their practitioner type work in dream realm or astral realm or shadow realm but it has a definitely has a different effect and it also depends on the practitioner as well yeah mm -hmm. i do a lot of my spells in the astral realm i feel that they are much more efficient that way so does do it do any of you do the um shadow walking you want to go into that a little bit more mel do you want to do it or you want me to um, I, I, I plead the fifth. Shadow walking is basically when you're in between two realms. So you might have part of yourself in the physical realm here and the other part of yourself in the astral realm. So when people say I can astral project when I'm awake and right here with you, that's what they're doing. They essentially have part of themselves here on the physical plane and part of themselves in the astral world. So they're basically living like a temporary double life, so to speak. And it allows you to be in between the astral plane and this and this plane. So you're kind of not really seen in either. If that makes sense. That does make sense. You're kind of walking in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. shadow walking, um, it's, it's doing two things at once consciously. You're conscious. Yeah, you're not sleeping. You're not dreaming. It's you are conscious, conscious and you are fully 100% awake. Yes, it has to be a conscious effort. Oh, I was, uh, um, I was looking at, um, 
I'm re I'm just reading all the comments. <laughs> and um All right. Um, for some reason, I can't comment from the from this side. I have to go to my other phone to comment. But so, um, any questions? Any questions, concerns, or you know, anybody wants to add in or would like a little bit more information on? And if you want to share out, that would be awesome too. Um, we're gonna probably yes. be doing readings soon. So if you have any questions or just want a general, let us know. Yes, readings are always fun. Which deck are you guys using tonight? I'm going to use my beautiful creatures tarot deck. Um, I think I'm going to use Wisdom of the House of Might. Ooh, I like that deck. I pulled out the good old Rider Waite. <laughs> Ooh, that, that is like truly one of my favorite decks it's really one of the most universal decks I think and it's really easy for anybody who's just starting out to read I am going to use my birthday cards so birthday cards using birthday cards my birthday cards yeah what I got for my birthday oh I thought you were meant like actual like birthday cards that you I don't know, like my birthday suit cards yeah my naked cards no my my um <laughs> my um uh this, this um spell casting oracle cards i don't read with it a whole lot but i like it Luann wants to know how does shadow walking compare to shamanic journeying actually i'm pretty sure there's probably a lot of shamans that do shadow walk I think it's very similar. I think they're just called uh, different things. I mean, summons uh, are trained a little bit differently than I think somebody that would call it shadow walking. Summons use more Native American to totems. Uh, Luann would be a great person to ask about this, as would uh, Josh. I don't. I think they're both watching. Uh, I'm not a salmon, so I I didn't study that that methodology. But I can speak for myself. I don't when I when I walk, I don't see a whole lot of animals but that's not my thing i mean i i don't really know how the somatic aspect of it was taught because that's not my path so i can't speak too much on that right i i mean i am kind of trying to understand the differences between all of them and i guess for a lot of it it doesn't really matter what the difference is as long as you're doing it and you're getting the benefit out of it but, um, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly what I, that's exactly how I feel about that. And for the journeying, I feel like it's more of like a guided experience. Um, a lot of times for the journeying, there are like uh, spirit animals that come up that will take you um, somewhere where you need to go. Um, sometimes there's not, but like, I, I think that's from what I'm learning, that's kind of like the difference. The shadow walking is more yourself, whereas the journeying is probably a little bit more guided yeah i think you're right i mean i've never really had like a journey type guide thing because i i really don't like work working with entities or things that i am not comfortable with that i don't know so i kind right. of close myself off to that a little bit and and that's the other thing that i was um thinking i'm kind of with sarah on that one people come across things that you fear so you know you have your protection things where you ground and and you feel safe in going in there, but like, what if you run into something that you um, are uncomfortable with? What would you suggest with that? Um, 
if you're actually uh, traveling and you're uncomfortable with the situation that you're in, the best thing to do would be to get out of it because you're uncertain. Mm-hmm. So I, I would stop it at that point until maybe go back. I mean, maybe it's just something that you're working out or supposed to know. But if you're uncomfortable in that situation, it, you must not be ready to learn it. Right. And then Liana says, I can, I think she means I can see others in the shadows hiding. What does that mean? Um, that I'm actually answering that. that. I'll answer that in the comments. Oh, well, um, Liana, in Shadow Realm, people, people don't, okay, when you're in Shadow Realm, you want to keep yourself cloaked. You want to keep yourself hid. You don't want others to see you because if because in Shadow Realm, um, the reason why you want to keep yourself cloaked and hid is things can see your light and you don't want that thing following you back home. Yeah, that's true. That's one reason why I also practice shielding ex- my for my personal use and for any any of my students that I teach before they go into the shadow realm. That way, nothing and is shadow realm, less likely for anything to follow you home. Yeah, you want, and you also, and you, and a lot of times too, there's a lot of fighting and stuff that goes on down there, and you know, you don't want to be out there in the open, because because everybody usually tries to keep themselves hidden. Or cloak, that's why it's a shallow realm. And um and if you notice the realm is um not necessarily on the good side of the neighborhood. <laughs> but um but yeah, you, you don't you don't you don't want nothing falling you home and if you're not cloaked, things will be able to see your light and, and you don't want that. But that's kind of the opposite of what she's asking. She said, I can see others in the shadows hiding. So I mean it relates to that, 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 that means they're not cloaked very well. Right. They're not cloaked very well. And or or it means she's very good at seeing right what yeah. is I, th- I think it's a combination of both the normal realm of being seen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a combination of both because she is a Scorpio and Scorpios are able just like Sagittarius are able to see through things and see through shields that where others can't. She says it's when she's astral traveling that she sees others hiding in the shadows. Yeah, people hide in the astral realm too. And Lauren says, when I journey, it feels like what you describe as shadow walking. So yeah, there's so many similarities. To me, I see it as um, almost like a, a, that, that bubble of existence where you can literally go from one to the other if you wanted to. So. Yeah. Now, when it comes to shadow walking, there is a sh- there is a shadow realm. The shadow realm is basically a it's like a flip of this one, um, but it's not it's um, but it's oh how to put it like um, it's it's like a like how everything over here is light. It's gonna be shadow on that side, and th- it's us- it's kind of like a it's like a think of like post apocalyptic type look, you know, but shadowy. Sounds fun. But of course, you, know, you can travel, travel through Shadow Realm into wherever you want to go. Like, for example, I did trading with somebody where, um, you know, through Shadow Walking, was able to stand right behind me and touch me while I'm talking to them on video chat. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I have a few visitors come and, you know, check on me every once in a while. Wink, wink. Yeah, couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first time, the first time I talked to she, um, I'm, I won't say her name. I want to say her name, but I'm gonna wait. Um, first time I talked with her on a video call, and I hung up with her, and I, <laughs> I called her. I was like, "How come nobody told me she was a reading master?" Because literally within five minutes of talking, she she grabbed my side. We were talking, 
on the video chat and she literally grabbed my like grabbed my waist and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it scared the crap out of me. It's like a couple <laughs> years ago. Like that was even before I knew anybody that was even possible. You know, and I was so mad. I was like, how no nobody even warned me that this person was not only a Reiki master, but a but a very skilled shadow walker. And that yeah, it took me a while to get over that one. To, you know, because I mean I've never been touched like that before. I'll touch you What's the non-ordinary world? Luann says, very similar to the non-ordinary world and the levels there. I've not heard of that. I don't know. No. You have to ask Luann. I don't know exactly what she's talking about. Yeah, that's about. the first time I've heard that, too. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand what she said, either. I barely <laughs> didn't read it. I wonder if she was trained in a lot of the shamanic path, uh, path, so possibly. Yeah. Help me there. That's the shamanic realm, she says. Yeah. I'm looking more yeah, into We have some really awesome shamanic practitioners in Jewels of the Moon. Um, you know, April, uh, Luann, Josh. So I'm learning a lot from them. Um, Lu Luann, oh, she was saying that it's, it's close to the, to, close to it, um, let me go back. Okay, I understand what she's saying now. Um, very similar to the non-ordinary world on the on the levels there. So yeah, so I believe like um, shamans and all that are able to are usually get are skilled at shadow walking because I know a couple of shamans that do it. They are skilled at shadow walking. I've read a I've read a lot about them, but I don't practice that tradition, so I try not to really speak on. It. Oh, Donnie's like, I love you for being good. Um, Donnie's just been full of all kinds of love here today. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I noticed that too. He said earlier that he was sharing the love with everybody today. He has been. I haven't spent a whole lot of time online today, so. All right, so if anybody wants a reading, let us know. Because we've been, what, it's been about an hour almost for the broadcast, and I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I think it went really Almost well. everything. If anybody has any questions. I bought this gorgeous new Himalayan salt lamp, but that's also a wax burner today. I can't wait to set it up and show you guys. Oh, that sounds cool. A wax burner and, and a salt lamp. Yep, all enrolled into one. Line. That's cool as hell. Uh, it was a little pricey, but it's really pretty. Be careful of humidity with the salt lamps. If they if they get humidity, they start to disintegrate. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. They, they melt. No, I got I got a salt. I got a pink Himalayan salt candle holder. The things that oh, need. this one, this one you put, it's got like chunks of, uh, of the Himalayan salt around it. Like you got to put it in and then the, the wax uh, bowl sets on top of it and it's got a light bulb that goes into it. I'll have to show you guys. It's really, really pretty. Got a candle burner. That's cool. Or, so like, so you can melt wax in it, like like seasoned wax and it just, and it, it just so you can smell it. Well, it's called scented, not seasoned, but yes. Oh, not seasoned. Well, yeah, seasoned, scented, sorry. <laughs> same, same difference. It's still seasoned, right? With some scented stuff. Melanie's <laughs> got food on the mind. So I do. I, I haven't eaten yet today. 
Oh, you know what? Um, another question. Um, so like if you're traveling, if you're actually traveling and you come back, you bring your consciousness back to your physical body. Um, have you ever noticed anything physical, like marks from doing things on, on different, in different dimensions? Yes. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't see too many comments. Nice. Also, do you want to be careful with astral traveling? Because some, um, uh, yeah, um, because there's the things that like to hang out in the astral realm as well. You might have to battle it out, so you know, make sure to swing for the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Self defense one one on the astral plane. I just prefer to stay away from people. Most, for the most part, most people usually do, but of course we've got those assholes out there that are out there, you know, just itching to get their butts kicked. Their butts kicked. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, and then <laughs> and, uh, this, that's Liana. She, you know, just have a nice little stroll there, and then they jump out, and then she starts, and then she goes for the nuts. Mm-hmm. Karma says hi. Karma Lusk. Oh, hi, Karma. I didn't see her comment. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking some of them are um, not showing up for me. Um, Hi, Blanca. So, do you guys have any experiences you want to share um, in the audience? If you have experiences you want to share or have questions, we're also um, pulling cards. So if you have a, if you want a reading, let us know. Uh, Hi, Blanco. Leanna, Leanna should be running around astral kicking all their asses. <laughs> <laughs> that girl's a fighter pilot warrior. She goes in there, hurrah! Came to blow things up. Here to start the party. <laughs> Fireworks and all. It's not fun and games unless somebody gets their eye poked out. Or camera shy one. <laughs> so, I'm not camera shy, but I didn't want to be on alone. <laughs> yeah, I am camera shy, and plus I'm not <laughs> feeling the greatest right now, so it's just like, nah. Blanca Ramos, pull one for me, please. Do you have a particular question, or do you just want us to dealers draw? Whatever comes out is what to get. It's just a general one. It's a general, you know, just whatever comes out. Pull, pull some cards and see what see what happens. It's a surprise. It's like a surprise, surprise message, surprise. It's like in the middle of a tootsie pop. So do you ladies have like a um, favorite um, experience in astral traveling or like the first time that it ever happened that 
kind of um, woke you up to the idea and wanted to make you explore it further? I know for me, I just, I've been doing it since I was young. I don't even think I knew what it was when I started doing it. I just thought they were a little adventurous and I could see. Blanca wants dealer's oh. draw. And thank you, Juan. We do. We should all be um, phone sex operators, but we're doing this instead. I bet we probably make more money as phone sex operators. Oh, he said we all had good radio voices. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Juan. I had to step away from my card, so if someone wants to start um, on the general reading for oh. Blanca, I hope I'm saying that name right, Blanca, Blanca Ramos. Um, Blanca, I would need a, if I could get a birthday, that'd be great. I would also want to mention that we do have a new moon in Aquarius on the 11th. That new moon is going to be joined with Saturn in Aquarius, Jupiter in Aquarius, the Sun in Aquarius, Mercury in Aquarius, Mercury retrograding in Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot going on in Aquarius on that new moon. So it's going to be like, so Aquarius is going to be larger and in charge then. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of not looking forward to it. Come on, Mel. You know it sounds super duper fun. It sounds um, a little bit overly intense, and I think I'm gonna need to sleep that day. Just not not be present. Be like, I'm gonna sleep through that one. I mean, it's got Jupiter, Jupiter, Saturn, Venus, Mercury, Sun, and Moon. That's a hot mess. And Mercury's Mercury's in retrograde. Because <laughs> she's no. exploded. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! And um. Yeah, having Jupiter there, yeah, it just expands everything out. And then, of course, it has that trine to the North Node in Gemini, which is also known for expanding things out. So I guess if I guess everybody just needs to rock out with their cock out on, on the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. The card I pulled for Blanca is the Ten of Wands. Ooh, this card shows that she's either just coming out of a hardship or she's going to be coming out of it right now. Um, probably financial, but I think it's causing stress on a relationship as well. But that's, that's I pulled uh, the card Lighten Your Load, which is um, basically yeah, lightening exactly up all the shit that's weighing you down. Yeah, this is this is exactly what, uh, very similar to what the to what this card shows. She was going through a hard time, and it was hard, um, probably a little bit financially, but um, more stressful on herself, doing too much. I got the King of Pentacles in reverse. And what's your interpretation of that? I think she's kind of gotten herself stuck in a rut, and I think it has to do just like you're saying with. Some money issues, maybe maybe she's spending it either as fast as it's coming in or spending more than what she really has, maybe a little lavish. Yeah, that's pretty much what I got off of it, too. But I do think that her 
issues are going to subside soon. Did you guys she see needs what? to ground herself, I think. I think that'll really help her feel a lot better while she tries to get through this, make sure she's grounding herself. I agree. Did you guys, did you ladies see what, uh, what Juan said? He said, we have great radio voices. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, and then that's when I, 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 you know, filled the blank in with them. Phone sex operators, you know, cause they got to have good radio voices too. Yes. I think my comments are showing up like really delayed. Yeah, mine are too. Donnie is pouring his heart out to everybody. Oh, that's sometimes good, Donnie. Sometimes people need to ha need to need to feel like they're loved. Uh, Juan says she is feeling over her head right now. Her mental focus is scattered and she needs a mental head cleanse. Oh, yeah, that hasn't came through on my end yet. I think we all could use a mental head cleanse. Oh boy. For sure, for sure. Isn't that, isn't that kind of like a little bit what goes with Mercury retrograde sometimes? Oh, yeah. yeah, you're supposed to be doing a rewrite, redo, re. Oh, and like if you rearrange, it helps with like redoing the energy so the energies can flow better. Re retrograde, Mercury retrograde is about like reanalyzing and re. You know that's why that's why communication on all forms are always usually screwed up at, during Mercury retrograde because you know you're supposed to be reanalyzing things and you're not never supposed to sign a contract and you're not supposed to start anything new and you definitely do not want to get married during a retro Mercury retrograde. Would you say get married during Mercury retrograde? Yeah, never get never get married, a haircut, or start a diet during Mercury retrograde. <laughs> no problems there. <laughs> I'm good. Can we talk about retrograde for a while? Oh, just a little while. Everybody always gives it a bad connotation. Oh, they always blame it good. They always blame everything bad on Mercury wet retrograde. And yeah, right. sometimes bad things happen, but I feel like it's the just changing up the way that things are. So you think it's the stigma of it? I think so. And I think it kind of sets people up to to have negative things happen or to be hyper focused on negative things when there is Mercury in retrograde. And oh, Mercury I to Melanie who, who talks shit to Mercury and bad things happen. So yeah. If I want to talk shit bad things probably wouldn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a bad it doesn't have to be a bad state. Very good things can happen in Mercury retrograde. It's basically uh, when Mercury appears to be moving backwards in its rotation. So there's a slight gravitational pull. We don't feel it here on Earth, but there's a slight gravitational pull difference during this time. But it doesn't affect people on Earth. It affects the way Mercury looks when we look at it. Well, that's, yeah, it looks like it's retrograde, going backwards when it's not. But now when it comes to the energies, now when planets are retrograding, they are vibrating closer to the Earth, so we do feel it more than we normally would. Like, for an example, Uranus retrograding will start to will mess with your nerves. That's why they say um, for certain for certain zodiac signs, depending on where you have, what you have, where you have Merc or Uranus on your chart and, like, what sign you are and what conjunctions, um, it's really good for certain people to um, take extra, or take magnesium, um, during a Uranus retrograde because it messes with the nerves. Um, 
but when they are retrograding, they usually they are vibrating closer to Earth, so it is felt more um, like Neptune retrograde. That one, Neptune retrograde, it clears out the smoke, clears out all the hospital people are going up your ass. It clears out the fog and the illusion that that can happen. Yeah, you know, that's what that's what Juan's saying right now in the comments. He just said uh, he just said I like Mercury retrograde because. It illuminates very clearly those that those that know and those that think and yeah, yeah, or pretend yeah. to know. Yeah, because you, you know during a Mercury retrograde, you are supposed to double check that email before you send it. You know, make sure you know all your facts before opening your mouth. You know, during Mercury retrograde, you know again it's a redo, rewrite, rearrange. You know, you want to. You also want to um, like just reanalyze everything to make sure that you are moving in the right direction before moving forward. You know, people that have Mercury retrograde in their chart, people that have it naturally natally in their chart, Mercury retrograde, it, it like it, it does the opposite for them as it does like say the collective it's a, they're able to express themselves more or they're able to, you know, function at a very high mercurial level compared to when, when it's not retrograde, because usually people that have mercury retrograde in their natal chart usually had a hard time with some form of communication, whether it be too shy or dyslexia, or they were, um, or they were always told, you know, like, you know, the whole thing, children are to be, to be seen, not heard, you know, they may have grown up to where they weren't able to communicate or they tried to communicate something happened, you know, so the communication and all that was really hard for them as a young age. So whenever they're, you know, being older and mercury retrograding, it, it just like it illuminates them. But, um, there are some major benefits to Mercury retrograding, but it also depends on what sign, what degree, what house it is, because it's going to affect everybody differently. For example, I'm in an Aquarius, so it's retrograding. So it's retrograding right off of my Mercury and my Sun and my eighth house of unexpected events. So it's like, okay, fun. This is going to be interesting. Just like I've had Mercury retrograde in my third house linked electronics, and I that's when I broke <laughs> Sheen's laptop. You know, so so it also depends on what house it is. Like twelfth house Venus retrograde in twelfth house. That can cause a lot of car issues, new tires, because it was retrograding at the same time with Mercury. So it, again, it's going to affect everybody differently, and it can well, be very, both, it can be very beneficial to some people. Yeah, we both know that. Um, I have a lot of Mercury in my chart, and uh, you know, Mercury pretty much owns my ass. Um, for me, I, I think that in Mercury retrograde, a lot of times it gives me the opportunity to basically slow down, stop, and think. And I also look at it like, okay, it's it's moving in reverse, so it is an opportunity to um, get rid of the old to allow the new in. So that whole three week period is, um, a time where you can literally, um, stop, think about it, get rid of the old so that there's room to let new in. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to be doing during a retrograde. And you, and you do have Mercury heavy in the chart because it, because not only is it your sun ruler, but it's also rules over your moon. And then your moon sits in a house that's originated by, um, a home of Mercury. So, you do have a lot of um, mercurial energy in your chart on top of that cancer. And anytime you join Mercury with cancer or Jupiter with cancer, that's usually um, writing and um, being really skilled at writing and not only writing, but anything publication, which is um, very mercurial as well. But yeah, I'm I think um, on this one, he says Mercury retrograde is the proverbial check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> it pretty much it is. <laughs> that's why I think yeah. rewrite, reanalyze, rethink that shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, one's a Virgo, so his son is ruled by Mercury. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that sentiment. You know, I don't. A, a lot of people are like, "Oh no, blame Mercury re retrograde." Um, no, because you kind of you have to take accountability for yourself. You can't just you know put the blame on the planet. Yeah, it might be easy to do, but um, you're, it's not going to give you any benefit. Right. The, the energy's there, but yeah, and the whole thing with the Mercury. Yeah. 
you know, like you said, the slow down. And that's the thing. You're supposed to slow down and be a lot more, like, basically hyper-focused on making sure your shit's all correct and I's are dotted, T's are crossed instead of just running through and blah, 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 basically not doing a Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> that's honesty. Respect. Did anybody else want a reading from the audience? Oh, and Juan says, um, I guess he has something in his group posted for free that focuses on the head versus the entire body. It's a spiritual, spiritual wash. Oh, he's, yeah, he's talked about that before the spiritual wash. I'm going to have to go take a peek peek. Um, yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, anybody listening, that might help them. So, you know, if you, yeah. if you all want to. No, I didn't think I should, the, should live into Juan's group because I know that because uh, only one out of out of us are, is an approved <laughs> reader in there. So I was trying to follow rules and regulations of the group. But, um, oh, which is, that's why I thought it was kind of fun. That and that says, sometimes I think I live in I live in the world of check yourself, stumbling over my thoughts and words all the time. <laughs> Who wrote that? Annette. Annette. Oh, Annette. <laughs> yeah, Annette. Actually, Annette does. She's always like she's she's very conscious, but she's um she's got her her son sits in a in a in an air house, so yeah, I can, I can see that. And plus, she is a she is a Virgo rising, and Virgo is ruled by who? Mercury. Donnie says, "I wish to receive a random reading." Okay, sure. I'll put here. I'll I'll shuffle for Donnie since he's been sharing so much love with everybody. Not too much love because if everybody gets pregnant, we're all going back to you, and we're gonna have to you know. Oh no! Can <laughs> <laughs> we have so babies on the astral on the astral realm? <laughs> we're gonna have all the astral talk and dream one. <laughs> yeah, so if everybody's pregnant, we know who to blame. <laughs> it won't be me. an interesting card for Donnie. I pulled the Six of Cups, which basically fo focuses on past memories of happy times, which to me shows that that's what he's trying to remind everybody. That although there's a lot going on in the world, be happy. Don't worry. I he seems to just... be really focused on. He seems to be really focused on um, happy, happy memories, happy happiness in general. Um, I pulled two cards came out. I got courage and justice. And courage, of course, you know, it's very self-explanatory, you know, to having that courage to be able to to um, do the things you need to do and not having that fear and courage. It's the line, it's got a picture of a lion on it, which very much is that Leo energy. And then justice, you know, um justice is a card that usually correlates in with the with Libra, seventh house of um partnerships and um contracts. Um justice card usually a lot of times is um is um making sure everything's balanced, making sure that everything is equal to it's like making like that liberal type of energy. Um, but the justice card, um, that is um, th this one is it's it's about courage and about making sure things are equal and balanced. So that's I kind of interesting. That. Two cards came out for um. You must have needed to hear them. Yes. So you have things being fair, so yeah. Um, 
Oh my god, it's getting hot in here. It's cold here. It's all that. It's all that fire energy because one's a Leo moon, and then we got Donny, who's a Leo sun. We got Annette, who's an Aries, <laughs> and we got too much fire. We got Liana, who's a Sag moon. Too much fire going on. We get a suntan. All right. I'm going to have to go step outside and go here. We're going to go take a little trip outside to the deck because it's hot. Mom's going to turn into a chocolate puddle. Juan says, my bad for bringing the heat, LOL. <laughs> Josh would also like a card. Tammy, did you get anything for Donnie? And I apologize. Um, I intended on pulling some cards, but uh, a couple things came up that I got to take care of. So I'm just kind of debopping around still here. I got the uh, Queen of Cups reversed, and it's kind of what he's doing right now. He's exploring his innermost feelings. So... <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that you know it's good that you connect in with your feelings it's good to know how you're feeling and it's great that you're expressing it too is that for donnie yeah okay i pulled so, i got a card pulled from josh but go ahead oh that it's um it's negative what did shane say it was it's negative two here it's oh my gosh that yeah. is so cold and I'm going outside with no coat on. Oh and my god! Check the temperature you, you were in a while. Convertible today. It was so warm. Now it's like 30 degrees, but it was warm earlier. It was in the 70s. Oh, you're so lucky. Uh, yeah, 70s in the daytime and 30s at night. Not so. Yeah, not so rubbing in the job. <laughs> Well, it's cold at night, okay? Well, okay, yeah. I'm pulling card for Josh. Um, I had pulled a card for Josh. Um, I pulled forgiveness. So, um, that's interesting. I think that might correlate with the card that I pulled. And, Actually, and forgiveness, um, maybe, and I'm not gonna say maybe. It's it is about forgiveness, and I think from what I'm picking up, there is somebody that um that 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 needs forgiveness. Um, whether it be energetically, you know, because you know, with the whole forgiving thing, it's more so for yourself than the other person. If you have a hard time forgiving that person, but um, but there's a level of forgiveness. What'd you get, Sarah? Uh, the Six of Swords, which talks about detachment, which means there's some detachment going on, which is causing you anguish. You've kind of like pulled away or they did. I'm not certain. I can't see who did the pulling away, but uh, there's definitely like a split in the relationship that once was. And it's causing a whole lot of friction. It's you miss that attachment. You miss how close you were and it really is making you self-evaluate how you do things in your life which you're not certain if you are comfortable with that you're not certain if you can do it I don't want to say alone but with a different relationship if that makes sense I, I get the feeling that this was some type of teacher but I could not, I could be incorrect on that point.
I got the seven of cups. Um, I, I kind of think that you have some choices to make and you need to do what's best for, you know, your, yourself, your highest good. You have to go with what along aligns with the purpose and goals of what you want to do, what makes you feel good. Oh, so Josh just what, said uh, we were right. Negative 17 will uh, wind chill factor. That is, yeah, it's pretty damn cold out there. I don't want to go there. And I was reading in the comments, Josh said, um, Ooh, I'm, like, 15. Adam, I'm 15. He's like, you guys. I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, one, um, I think, I don't know if I emailed it to you, but I have it. I have to double double check, or you have to tell me. I sent you a thing about your midheaven, and the midheaven, your midheaven, being <laughs> being in Cancer correlates into the triple goddess. Just like I said, I know I sent you the thing on the hand. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check see if I sent you the thing on the Tammy, midheaven and Cancer. Tammy, were you done reading with your card? It, it felt like you had a little bit more to add with that. The per the person that he that he's dealing with, he, he um. He has to do what feels right for him. <clears throat> Basically, that's what it is. You know, it's all for, for Josh's highest good. And he, he's he got to do what feels right. You know, it, sometimes, sometimes you have to forgive. Maybe not necessarily to forgive them, but to forgive for yourself so that you can heal. I think you're right, even if that means not having the same relationship as you had with the person before, even if it means severing a relationship, you need to do what's best for you. Does anybody else want any cards? So who am I, the maiden? <laughs> Top right crone, bottom right is mother, and bottom left is the triple moon goddess Hecate. I mean, that's a good mix. I like it. Well, Melanie always calls me the crone. Yeah, Tammy's the crone. <laughs> Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> um, Sarah, you would be, you'd be, you'd be right. Oh, you're definitely, definitely a mixture of the three. That's and that's the crone. Um, everybody all rolled into one. Yeah, that's what the crone's supposed to be. Um, I, um, Alexander's always telling, saying that I'm that I, that I'm a crone. I'm like, no, I'm not. I was like, I'm a maiden. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not a crown though. But um, so I used to sing a song. It goes, uh, "Maiden, warrior, mother, crone, sword blade, ivy, something bone." I can't remember it. Let me think of it. Maiden, warrior, mother, crone, sword blade, ivy. Uh, I don't I don't know. I can't remember it. I can't remember it. I have it written down somewhere. I used to sing it with my kids, but I've forgotten it. 
Oh, sounds like a, I am not even going to attempt that word. <laughs> I know, I was trying to read it. Oh, open up Pono. Is that what it is? I think so. Cool. Oh, that sounds familiar. It doesn't to me, but it's 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 intriguing. Yeah, it sounds to me. I think. Um, yeah, I like that word. Warrior mother. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I like it. Flower, blade, ivy, bone, help. Oh, I remember the song I used to sing. Now, you want to hear it? Yeah, I knew it was song in Hawaii. Those. Yes, okay, I'm not Josh. Gonna... Okay, Josh. Yeah, there's. Wait, hurry, let her do her song before she forgets it again. Yeah, let's hear yes. it. It goes, maiden, warrior, mother, crone, flower, sword, blade, ivy, bone, help us make ourselves our own. Maiden, warrior, mother, crone. And then there's a second verse that goes, rover, warrior, hunter, guide, wind and shield and bow and tide. Help us find what's false in pride. Rover, warrior, hunter, guide. Oh, that's pretty. I like that. Yeah, that is really cool. It, yeah, it took me forever to remember how I said how we used to sing it. I'm glad you did. I'm sitting here like saying it over and over and over again in my head. <laughs> trying to trying to get the words just right. I'm like, no, that doesn't sound right. It's pretty. Very inspiring. Yeah. You'll have to yeah. send me the words, and I'm going to look for it, too, to see if I can hear, like, the tune of it. Oh, I can sing it to you. I just won't sing on live. I'm live. <laughs> I don't need uh, my kids finding it and laughing at me. Um, a lot of people um, do that in their practice where they um, pull in other... Um, from other, you know, other cultures and everything. And that's also very ninth house of you. <laughs> it's very eclectic. I'm a very eclectic person by nature. Yeah, it's very Sagittarius of you. <laughs> Me it's too. Like I'm eclectic as you well. You don't say. <laughs> Is that very Gemini of me? Ladies, you know what we should do? We should just do like a talk radio show. We should. Actually, I, don't, I, have, I actually have an account like, set up for that, actually. Well, um, you know what? I mean, it doesn't have to be like esoteric things. We can just talk about like whatever. I don't know the weather and what movie do you want. Do some, do some drunk podcasting. Just whatever comes out from drinking. Oh, whatever spirits want to stay from drinking podcast. the spirit juice. Oh, that'd be fun. Guys, watch this. Watch the screen. Watch. Oh, I can't. How do I see the screen? Look at. Oh, I can oh, pull up comments. I can what pull up comments. Oh, I can see one's comment out there. How'd you do that? Yeah. I just tap it. Oh, that's cool. I just figured that actually out. Been pretty cool. Cool. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't even figured out how to like get to the like I figured out how to get to the chat, and I'm scared if I go off it, I won't figure out how to get back. Oh, be like Melanie, boot yourself out a few times. You'll 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 learn how to navigate back in. <laughs> yeah, you've done that like what five or six times tonight. Yeah, <laughs> culture. Well, that's nice, Josh. You adopted a whole bunch of things from different cultures. I kind of do that myself. I kind of um, like the like the pendulum board I'm having made. I want a Norse 
symbols on it because my husband practices Norse and I adopt a lot of a lot of the traditions that he practices. Um, you probably like my pigeon board that I have that has the runes on but it. I also have to have I also have to have Celtic aspects on it because I adopted a lot from those. I also take I a lot that, from Native American as well because that's my my personal heritage. My personal heritage is Native and Celtic. Yeah, um, being able to adopt Not it from different practices but... um, just broadens your perspective of things and understanding, and um, and it keeps it from being pigeonholing yourself into just one practice or you yeah, know. Yeah, I, I agree. Think it's really it ignorant also... when people do that. I agree. It helps you to open up your mind so that even if you don't believe what somebody else follows, you can kind of see where they're coming from and be more accepting. That's why I read a lot. I read a lot because I want to ensure that I understand where other people are coming from. I may not agree with you, but I'll at least understand it. Yeah. For me, I think it kind of um, keeps me away from like the dogma of, of particular, you know, like how Melanie was saying with pigeonholing, um, you know, it, it like, and then like Sarah said, just being able to open yourself up so that you're not just stuck. Right. Yeah. And the one thing that yeah, yeah, I'm for um, believer is expanding your mind into different levels of learning things you don't know to, to fight from that ignorance. Because that's one thing, you know, we, we, we humans, you know, we are, we are ignorant until we learn otherwise, until we keyword learn Oh, um, who's receiving PayPal for this? They said, Annette asked, uh, PayPal donations gener graciously accepted, but who and where do I send it? Um, um, it's in the description. I think it's um, Melanie's that is up there. Oh, as I say, you can send it to any of us. It doesn't matter. Just send us money because we love you all. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have fun while we're doing this. Yeah, I like doing the little talk, the little talk yeah. radio. Yeah, and I, and I like that, you know, having a topic to get into detail, you know. Um, you know, just, let's see, you know, our next, our next one, isn't that one that was on Love and Relationships, or what's our next one on? Um, we're supposed to be doing one on Wednesday. We haven't um, decided what time. I'm thinking we're going to do it around the same time, depending on what you ladies would like to do. And I believe the topic is going to be meditation. Ooh, meditation. That's an interesting one. Um, considering there's a lot of people out there that struggle with meditation. Um, that's where Raises um, my I have hand. some insight in for those who have a hard time meditating. <laughs> um, I, I used two years ago, but now I have no, I have no problems with it. And I yes, do, um, I, and hopefully Josh doesn't get mad at me, but yes, um, Josh is one of our readers in Jewels of the Moon, and he does um, Bones and Stones readings. They are awesome, but he also does awesome woodwork. He's he's um, made me some candles, special made um, per per request, um, and, and I think they're going to turn out amazing. He makes other great things, too. He's making me a drum and a pendulum board. Yeah, and I can't wait to get them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, um, I can't wait to see them. Yeah, I've been working on um actually a video that's um well I was gonna ask I hadn't gotten around to it so I guess I'll do it now. I was gonna ask if I could do a, if I can do a video, but I want to have his permission because I wanted to um share it publicly um on my YouTube channel um for Unique Vibrations, but um so I've been kind of preparing putting pieces of stuff together but I wanted to have his permission first and if and if not I can I can and I don't even have to say the name I can like do a nickname you know um you know does I don't you know that guy so over there 
Yeah, that, yeah, that guy. guy over there. So, <laughs> like, guy. you know, with or also, without name or not um, at all. With Juan being on here, you know, if there are other people who are interested in what we're talking about and you have knowledge and you want to share it, um, and and hopefully I'm, I'm speaking correctly for all of us, I don't think that we would mind bringing you on so that you can share your perspectives. Of course that not. We awesome. like people. We can't learn if we don't know other people's perspectives. Yes, and I believe Juan is um, doing doing um on thursday um i have to go back and look at the dates but yeah um yeah that, it's always good to have you know somebody come on to share their insight on things because again it just opens you up to learning more and knowing more giving you a different perspective into something and understanding something from you know a perspective outside of your own right and we are also um I think all of us are also very um, open to promoting other people who are, you know, doing good with their practice as well, you know. Um, Wait, so. today's Tuesday? Today's then, Monday. Well, I mean, technically. What I lost well, today. Really? Duanku really said no, no today, Tuesday. And oh, I'm like, show. it's, his, it's his, Monday. His, his, oh, it's Thursday. Oh, it's 830. Yeah, that's right. Because it's 730 my time. Yeah, yeah, but he said it's today. Today isn't Tuesday, well, is it? Well, it is for him. For me, it's not the next day until the sun comes up. So. midnight. I scared myself. I thought I lost a day. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every once in a while. And it's I just still work. Monday till the sun comes up. It's Monday. We're just going to well, pretend it's Monday. I, mean, I, I literally worked 38 hours this past weekend. Oh, my God. That'll do crazy. it. That'll do it. <laughs> I got home at six uh, at uh, about eight thirty this morning and woke up at noon. It was crazy. That's a lot. Thirty-eight hours. That's God. That takes me back. Yeah, and two days. I used to work from Friday night all the way into. Oh, where'd you go? Yourself, Melanie. Went away mid mid word. What word? You (laughs) muted. You used to work. You used to work from, and then you went away. Oh, oh, oh! See, I, I swear to God, Streamyard doesn't like me. I don't know we're even near the microphone. I'm muting. I used to um, work from home, so that so I, you know, I got to nap and everything. But still, that's a straight shift straight through from four o'clock Friday till eight o'clock Monday morning. Oh no, we do heavy, heavy work. We clean yeah. out. We clean out after estate sales, so we move big furniture and clean up the entire house and yard and everything. It's a lot yeah, of work. That's, that's a lot of physical work. See, I just had to be on the yeah. phone. It's all physical. Paperwork. Like my job is like completely all physical. Did Annette want a card? Annette, did you want a card? No, I'll pull a card for Annette. I'll pull a card for Annette. That one just kind of came ooh, flying out of nowhere. Hey, that one's went across the room. Oh, it was a card for closure that flew out. But I'm gonna put it back in and keep shuffling here. Oh, Debbie w- said she's been listening for a while and she hasn't seen, she hasn't heard anything on spiritual travel. We talked about spiritual travel in the beginning. Uh, we went over a little bit of astral travel. What it actually was. It is most often when you consciously leave your body in the spirit essence and are someplace else and travel someplace else. Oh, uh, um, Sarah Lynn, I referred you to things. Debbie for as a read, just FYI. This is the Sarah I was talking about, Debbie. Yeah. 
Just Hi, Debbie. Have to tell you. <laughs> Debbie's awesome. Um, well, thanks I like for the Debbie on the there, show no? and talk about health and, and food and nutrition and self-healing. And, and if you have any questions, Debbie, just ask them. We'll answer them. Uh, Debbie's awesome. I, I, I actually got Debbie a gift today, which I'm not going to talk about. supposed to be surprised. All right. Oh, where'd that come from? That's weird. Um, all right. Oh, that one came flying out too. Jeez. All right. Peace we're came flying out. Net, right? Yeah, we're pulling for Annette. The character's just going crazy. I pulled the habit for her. All right, I'm pulling off the top of the and flying across. Ooh, financial help. Uh, I, I pulled the habit, which basically means um, dependency, depending on somebody else, uh, not making your best, most clearest choices, uh, maybe reevaluate who and why you're making choices for. And I, and I pulled the card, I pulled financial health, which has a beautiful tree on it. See, money does grow on trees, you know, it does. It's made on paper, right? I wish I had a money tree. Yeah, you do. It's called Sagittarius. You're just going to pull it out. You just pull it out of the air. <laughs> Every time I I do get a lot of I do get a lot of money, but I have to work for every dollar I make. So much work. Um, Donnie said just a question. Donnie, what's your question? He said, "How many of you believe in me? Believe in what I say is true or false, and who will back up my claim?" Um, my answer to that my answer to that question is. Um, you know, what you believe is what you believe. Uh, it's nice to have support, but, uh, you know. It's not necessary. If you believe it, it doesn't matter who backs you up, really. Oh, I can't type. This is so weird. Oh, you're trying to type too? Yeah, but it keeps like, I tell you, the streamer doesn't like me. Okay, I'll bring in Annette's comment. Oh, that makes sense, Annette. That makes sense. You need to make some time for you. Even though people depend on you. Yes. You need to make or maybe reevaluate the choices you're making for other people so that you have more time to to spend on you. Yeah, I pulled the two of cups for Annette and that, you know, is basically telling me that she does she needs to weigh the pros and cons of each decision. Right. And then pulling the financial health is um, definitely um, if it has anything correlated in with money, you definitely always want to make the right choices. That's going to be the in the best interest. That's, again, the best interest for choices that are, for who the choices are being made for. What the hell did I do with that? I'd lose my head if it wasn't attached to my two shoulders. So I have no neck. Um.
Oh yeah, well, one's getting into the whole difference between truth and fact. Yeah. And truth, yeah, truth can always change. Truth is also subjective on whose perspective yeah. you're looking at. Yeah, mm-hmm. fact is factual. It's not, like yeah. truth, it's not like the truth changes. It's that truth is subjective to the viewer. Right. So you're well, again, like where it changes, it can change from person to person. Yeah. Because um, your truth is different than my truth. And the money tree would be great. I want that money tree too, Annette. If you if you find it, let me let me in on your secret. Yeah, I'll bring fertilizer for it. <laughs> Miracle grow. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of putting the money tree into a bowl and adding some lettuce or adding some ranch and some tomatoes and some black olives and cucumbers here because I don't know why, but I am hungry. I would eat the money tree. I haven't eaten all day today because all I've been doing is running around doing everything after everything. Oh, busy day. Truth is perspective based on agreement. Allow that to sink in. <laughs> He's like, allow that to sink well, in. I was just getting ready to say I, truth I is very much correlated to perception. It's yeah. I think truth is a perception based on agreement. I think societal truth is based on agreement, but individual truth, I don't think is based on agreement because you wouldn't have anybody to agree with other than yourself. So as a a social norm or a social truth, yeah, that would be, that would be true. Mm -hmm. And then facts are facts. Well, even facts facts now are kind of, but but even facts now are, are kind of somewhat subjective. You can find research to support just about any topic and then the opposite. So it's it's very hard to distinguish. I don't think because it depends on the days. subject as well. Yeah. But these days, uh, facts and truth are very difficult to distinguish. Oh, boy. Yes. Extremely. All right, so if that's it for everybody, um, so now it's about twelve forty-eight here, and um, I still have laundry to do tonight, and it's cold ass weather. Facts are skewed by the method used to qualify it as a fact. Facts are facts are skewed. You are right. Facts are different than truths. Big difference. Well, it's been fun, everybody. Yes, I know. And thank you for coming to watch. Yes, yes, and the comments and everything. Yes, it's it's nice when you guys interact. It gives us something to you know, to respond back to instead of just, you know, going on and on and on and, and on and on, you know, we like uh-huh. to have a perspective because from Melanie the would. Melanie and I would so do that. Oh, yeah, we would. So how was your day? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to try to... um. 
be live again on Wednesday. The topic will be meditation. Um, and I'm going to try to do readings on Wednesday too. Um, I planned on doing it tonight, but, um, just wasn't able to. So, um, yeah, thanks for being with Wait, us. Isn't that, the, isn't that the, that's the 10th, isn't it? Right. Wednesday. Yes. Okay. No. Today before the, the new moon. Is Wednesday the 10th? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm. Yes. Calendar challenged. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got stuck on reading a comment. So. No, um, no, same here. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, everybody. Juan, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure. And um, Annette and everybody that shared out, we appreciate it. Um, let's see here. I know we had, we had Liana and we had um, Chelsea and Donnie and we had Josh. We had, we had, we had, we had, we had, we had and Michelle. To pop in tonight. That was nice. Yeah. And Michelle. And Michelle. Yeah, and Tana, Blanda, yeah. We have a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice awesome. Awesome. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see everybody on Wednesday as well. So um, we're going to yep. get off here and we hope everybody has a great night. All right. Good night, everybody.